Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Life Podcast, where together we explore God's great big life for us. Hey, y'all, I'm super excited to be uh, with you guys today, and I'm all by myself, so I know y'all have gotten a little spoiled over the last three episodes uh, with my incredible wife, uh, Rachel, with me, and and so that, that was a lot of fun having her, and I just loved everything that she had to say. If you've not listened to those episodes yet, I would encourage you to go back and uh, check those out. Really powerful episodes on the Forgotten Church. So, hey, I want to uh, jump right into some some fresh content. And before I do, uh, I want to just thank all of you guys for all the feedback we've been having and all the encouragement uh, that you've been giving. Thank you so much. I love hearing uh, what it is that God's speaking to y'all through the podcast. And so, uh, one of the it's funny. One of the things that that I've gotten the most feedback about is not necessarily about the incredible wisdom or revelation or insight that the Lord is revealing through this podcast. It is actually about our uh, rooster, boss lady. So thank you guys for for all that uh, encouragement about uh, boss lady, our incredible rooster who will um, inevitably make an appearance at some point uh, on this episode. So boss lady is our hen. We thought she was a hen until she turned into a rooster. So anyways, I guess that happens sometimes evidently. And y'all pray for boss lady because, uh, he's getting a little mean and, uh, he attacked me the other day. So I'm, I'm in prayer right now of, uh, his fate. Does he become dinner? I'm not sure. So anyways, kind of getting on my nerves a little bit, but, uh, I, I just, I love it out here. I love all the insanity uh, of our uh, property. So if you hear a dog barking or a donkey braying or a rooster crowing, uh, that's because we're out here at Narnia, y'all. So anyways, let's jump right into some fresh content. We're talking about history lessons. And the basic idea of what we're talking about today is uh, the idea that our future is actually locked up in our past. What's in front of us is actually being held captive by what's behind us. And so I'll never forget whenever I was in the middle of going through uh, my mentoring process, discipleship process, uh, my mentor, I, I, was, I was beginning to kind of step into some, uh, some things about my history and some things from my past, which I had not done up until that point. And I stopped like mid story of talking about something that had impacted my life. And I was like, you know, this is just so dumb. This is so dumb. Like, what, what is the deal? Like, I should be past this. That was 20 years ago. Like, what in the world am I doing still talking about that? And I was really shaming myself and feeling stupid. And, and I'll never forget what Pastor Nancy told me. She said, Colby, sometimes you have to walk through your history to get to your future. And so I want to tell that. Uh, to you today, I, I want to say that to you, and, and I want to remind myself of that. Sometimes we have to walk through our history to get to our future, and um, you know that that really started me on a, a that statement. It started me on a journey and a path of uh, having the courage to uh, to really walk down, walk through some of my history, so that true biblical Holy Ghost healing could come to my life and. And, you know, I, I was at a doctor the other day, I was at a doctor's appointment and it was incredible because, uh, you know, you, you go into the doctor's office and they, they give you the, the forms to fill out. Like I hate it. That's why I always take Rachel with me. Cause I hate filling out those forms, but they give you the forms to fill out. And it's amazing. It's like, it's like 
one question about what are the symptoms you're experiencing now? And then it's like three pages of tell us about your medical history. And that's because they know that your healing is, is just as much tied to your history as it is through your present circum, as it is to your present circumstances. And so if the medical field, if the world understands that, then we would be uh, foolish to believe that, that we're going to come to the Lord, get born again, and we're just going to move on from all of the stuff that, that impacted and affected, of our, affected our lives negatively uh, for so many years. No, 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 no. We've got to literally stop and truly walk through our history because that is where our future is locked up. I, and when she, when, when she tells me this statement uh, in this one-on-one setting, I, I just... I thought it was so dumb. Colby, you have to walk through your history to get to your future. I was like, that seems so counterproductive to me. I don't want to talk about my past. I want to talk about where I'm going because that's the kind of guy I was. Let's not talk about where we've been. Let's talk about where we're going. And I do think that there is some, uh, is some truth to that teaching. You know, we don't want to live life in our rearview mirror. We want to live life in our uh, windshield. But the problem is, is if what's in our rearview mirror is so overtaking us that we can't even see through our windshield, then we've got to figure out what's behind us so we can move forward to what God has in front of us. I was like, I, I, this seems so counterproductive. I don't want to talk about my past. You know, that's why Jeremiah 29, 11, one of my favorite verses, it, it talks about how God gives us a hope and a future. I want to talk about my future, but for some reason, I keep finding my future being locked up in my past. I found myself stuck. I found myself tired, frustrated. And no matter how much I tried to focus on the future, I didn't, I wasn't able to get there. I I, I was just stuck. And so I think that there actually is something through, uh, to our healing taking place by allowing the Lord to, and it has to be with him. I mean, this, this has to be with him, allowing the Lord to literally take us by the hand and say, I, I, I want to walk you through some of the things that have molded and shaped you into the person you become, some of the, the, the tactics and the way that you have survived all this time without actually dealing with the pain that was inflicted on you, uh, however long ago it may have been. And so, uh, you know, and, and as I was thinking about this idea, I was like, but I'm still arguing. Even today, you know, you still argue a little bit. You're like, well, I don't even know if this is going to be very productive. And But but I, I know from experience what it is to really allow the Lord to walk you through some of your history so you can get to your future. And uh, I have not walked through all of my history. I've not dealt with all of my stuff. But the stuff that God has been so gracious to allow me to deal with, uh, there's been so much healing and so much freedom coming to those areas of my life. And, and if you're like me, you're thinking, but what about Philippians 3.13, where Paul says, brethren, I don't count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Yes, now that's the gospel I like to hear. But you got to know that biblical forgetting, biblical forgetting is not pretending that something never happened. It's not just magically moving forward from this traumatic experience or this pain that was inflicted from our past. Biblical forgetting is not pretending that something never happened. It's dealing with what happened so you can move forward. 
I'm going to say that again. Biblical forgetting is not pretending that something never happened. It's dealing with what happened so that you can move forward. That's what Paul's talking about here. Forgetting those things which are behind. Actually having allowed the Lord to deal with those things that are behind me so I can move forward into the great big life and the great big future that God has for me. And so I I just think it's such a powerful, powerful thing that each one of us have the opportunity to do. It's not forgetting that something, uh, forgetting is, it's, it's not just pretending it never happened or, or if, if truly I really forgot, then why am I stuck in the way that I'm stuck? If truly, if I've really forgotten about the things that happened to me, then why do I deal with some of the things the way that I deal with them? Why do I avoid certain things and situations and people the way that I do? If I've really forgotten, it's because I haven't really forgotten. It's because buried deep down in there, there's all this pain and all this, uh, all these issues that truly I've never allowed God to deal with. And that, that actually has handicapped me in my spiritual life and I cannot move forward. So here I am out here in the great big life that God has for me. I'm exploring, I'm living, but I'm, I'm doing it in such a limited capacity because I have not allowed true healing to take place. I have not been able to revisit some of those places where trauma and difficulty first happened so that I can move forward from those things. And so I'm actually stuck in my maturity and my development with God. And, and, you know, if I I find it really interesting, if you look in Genesis chapter three, it's always good to go back to Genesis chapter three. Like this is where the core trauma, the, the original uh, difficulty of our lives happened uh, was in Genesis chapter three uh, with, with Adam and Eve uh, choosing themselves over God. And so, but in Genesis 3, you, you, you know the story. Uh, the serpent comes in, tempts Adam and Eve, convinces them to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, to choose themselves over God. And Adam and Eve do it, and they sin. And uh, after they do it, they, they clothe themselves, and they hide from God. And then we find God looking for Adam and Eve in the garden. And it's funny. God asks. It's not funny. I don't know why I say that. It's interesting. Uh, that God asks them two questions. He says, uh, he calls out to Adam and he says, where are you? He's looking for Adam. Adam, where are you? And Adam says, uh, you know, I, I was afraid, so I hid. And uh, I, I realized that I was naked. And then God asks him the second question. Who told you that? Who told you that? So God asks Adam two questions after he sins after he chose independence over dependence on God. And uh, he asked him two questions. Where are you and who told you that? Where are you and who told you that? So one question dealt with where he was presently in that moment, and the other one dealt with his history. God literally walked him back through to where the lie came in, which led to his independence. And that's what God wants to do in us. He, he, he's asking us today, and I can, I can ask you these two questions. Where are you today? Like, where are you presently? Where are you stuck? Where are you struggling? Where are you frustrated? Like, wh- where are you tired? Like, wh- what areas of your life are you about to give up on? Like, you, you know, like, where are you? Where are you presently? Like, what, what's going on in your heart? What's going on in my heart 
presently that's causing us to stop, keeping us stuck, keeping us from our future. And, uh, and then once we, once we can be honest about that, well, you know what? You know, I am a little depressed. I am a little tired. I am lonely. I am whatever it is, right? Whatever it is. Like, then the Lord can say, who told you that? What were the lies that you listened to that, 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 that framed your belief system uh, to where you are presently? And, and literally, he wants to walk us back through and, and talk about and allow us to see, talk to us about the, the lies, when the, where the lies came in and what we believed that have handicapped us today, that are keeping us from our future today. And so who, who told you that? You know, I think of that and I'm like, who, who told me that I was fat? Who told me that I was stupid? Who told me that I was ugly? Who told me that I uh, would never be worth much? Like who, 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 who told you all those things, right? And, and it's, it's the Lord, he's really prompting us to go walk back through our history. It's that, those three pages of questions about our history. Yeah, he, he's like, I see where you presently are, but I want to walk you through your history so you can understand why you're there and so that you can be healed and so you can move forward into the great big future that God has for you. And so uh, he walks Adam and Eve literally back through to where the lie came in, which led to their independence. And so which that, that leads me to talk about this. We don't walk through our history because I, I know if you're like me, I don't want to go dig up a bunch of dead bodies. I don't want to beat a dead horse. I, I don't want to have to go, uh, you know, walk back through so many, you know, things that, that were painful and difficult. I don't want to do that. There doesn't seem like there's any point in that. And that's not the point. We don't walk through our history so that we can dig up the past and demand justice from anyone or anything that ever caused us pain. That's not why we walk through our history. I'm not going back through so I can go uh, make a list of all the people that ever hurt me and then call them up and, uh, you know, demand, you know, reparations from them. You know, that's, that's not what I'm doing. That's, that's, not, uh, that's not the point. The point isn't to go dig up all these old feelings and, and, and things that we thought we had moved on from. The point the, the whole reason we walk through our history is to expose independence. Because see, when that pain came, when that difficulty came, when your parent did that thing to you, when that teacher said that thing, whatever it is, however it happened, when somebody rejected you, when somebody neglected you, when somebody abused you, when the trauma happened, whatever it is, whatever it looks like, when that happened, if we did not take that to God, which I can think of lots of things and situations that I did not take to God, I didn't even know that I was supposed to take it to God at that point in my life. But when that happened, if we didn't take it to God and get it dealt with properly, which is at the cross, which we'll get to in a, in a second, if, if we didn't handle those things properly, well, we handle them somehow. There's some way that I've got to, I'm, I'm in a couple of weeks, I'm going to turn 39 years old. There's some way that I have survived and gotten to 39 years old, right? You may be in your 50s or 60s or whatever it is. I don't know how old you are, but there's some way that you got there. And, and the whole reason that we walk through our history, the whole reason that God wants to take us through our history is to expose independence, to expose independence, which, oh, there's boss lady. 
making his appearance. So it's, it's to expose all the ways that we've been coping, all of our survival tactics, all of the things we used, we, we've been using to make it, right, that didn't require complete dependence on him. So we figured out a way to survive through the pain that did not require dependence on the Father. And so it's, it's the reason we walk through this stuff is not so we can, you know, you know, go whip all these people again that, that hurt us, but it's to show, it, it's really to, to expose to us, how did we choose to survive without God? And then here we are, we get born again and, and we're saved. We, get, we step into this great big life with Jesus, which is a life that's dependent on him, but we're still living it. Come on. We're still living it, surviving the same way that we've survived all this time. And so as we walk back through, the Holy Spirit literally shows us, he literally shows us all these ways that we have been coping and surviving independent from him. Well, boss lady is like going off, y'all. I think those are amens. So if you're not amen to me, he is. So it's, it's all, it's to expose independence. How have we been coping? What survival tactics have we been using to make it that didn't require complete dependence on him? And I think that's a really powerful question that you could stop and reflect on, uh, hit pause you know, what, what, what are some of the ways that, uh, that we've done? And I have so many examples of this, uh, that, that God has shown me personally about myself. And, and some of those things are, uh, things, uh, maybe that I'm not ready to talk about yet. Uh, there's some things that the Lord has shown me that, uh, I haven't truly been released to, uh, to talk about yet. Difficult things that I walked through as a child, uh, and as a, as a young adult and, I literally have not been released by God because I think there's still things that he's dealing with in me. The independence is still being exposed. And there's things that I could talk about that, um, that I don't necessarily want to talk about because it would bring dishonor to people that are a part of my life today. And that's not at all what I would attempt to do. It would be to dishonor uh, any of the people that I love uh, because see, that would be me dragging somebody back through the mud. Uh, that that's not the point. The point is to expose how did I handle those things? How how did I choose to survive? How did I choose to live my life without God because of these events that happened in my life? And you know, one one thing that I think I could talk about. You know, because you know, these aren't things that you necessarily go like, you know, air all your dirty laundry and, and uh, you know, talk about all this stuff in front of anybody. That's why it's important that you find a person um, that you can trust. And this kind of stuff, you know, yes, you do it with the Holy Spirit, but I also think you do it with somebody. Um, you know, and that's why discipleship is, is God's model. Um, literally having, walking with somebody who can lead you to freedom in these truths and lead you to him uh, in these things and, and help you kind of uh, discover some of these things in a safe way, right? So don't go out there and try to do this on your own. Uh, but one of the one of the big areas of my life that were that as I as I began to pray that prayer, like Lord, I give you permission to uh, 
to walk me through my history. Like, I'm not trying to do it. Don't sit there and try to hurt yourself. Like, okay, I'm going to remember all the bad things that happened to me. No, no, no. Like, let him do it. Just pray that prayer. Lord, I invite you. I give you permission to begin to show me things about my past that were painful that led to me living independent from you. And, and as you pray that prayer, I think God will begin to show you things. And as I prayed that prayer, the Lord began to show you things. And it's funny, one of the, one of the memories that I had, uh, and it was a really painful memory, but I didn't even realize that it was there because I thought I had forgotten. But how many of y'all know forgetting is not pretending it never happened. Forgetting is being healed so that you can move forward. And so uh, I had this memory. I was a child and I, I, uh, I was used to, we used to live in Georgia and I would come to Texas and stay with uh, my grandparents. I would stay with my mom's dad for a week and then we would go stay with my dad's parents for a week. And we were staying at my, my, my grandfather's house, my mom's dad. And, and we loved him. I loved him as somebody I looked up to. He was a big time hunter, outdoorsman and all the things that I love. And, and he, he had a boat and a big lake and he was getting us ready to, to go ride on the boat. And he was putting a life jacket on me and, uh, he's putting this life jacket on. It was a kid's life jacket. I was probably, I don't know, seven or eight years old. And he's putting this kid's life jacket on me. And if you, if you know me, if you've known me since I was a kid or even know me now, like my weight is something that I've struggled with my entire life. Uh, as a child, I was, I called myself a four by four. I was four feet tall and four feet wide. I was like a, a block um, walking down the street. So anyways, I was a big guy, always been a big guy. And it's always been something that I, you know, have, have struggled with even as a child. And so obviously at seven or eight years old, I, I, he put the kid's life jacket on me, but I wasn't the kid's life jacket size. And, and so he, he got really frustrated in that moment. I just, I have this vivid memory and he gets so frustrated and he calls me some, some, some bad names that, that made reference to my uh, my big boned body, if y'all know what I mean. Um, and so he, he, he just called me some names and made reference to my size. And I'll never forget being so, it, it was like the first time, it, it was like the first time in my life that I actually realized that I was different than the other kids. It was the first time in my life that I realized uh, you know, that I was bigger than everybody else. And it was the first time in my life that I felt like somebody didn't accept me because of it. And so it was this uh, monumental, painful moment in my life. And it was funny as I prayed to God, Lord, walk me through my history so I can get to my future because I desperately want to get to the future that you have for me. This was one of the memories that he brought me to. And it wasn't so that I could be mad at my grandpa. It wasn't so, and he's dead now, so I, I feel like I'm, I'm good uh, talking about this. I'm not, I don't think, dishonoring him, but it, uh, it wasn't so that I could be angry at him or, or any of that. And I, and, and I know that this is kind of a, a light example compared to some of the things that you've been through and even that I've been through, but I felt like it would, if, if I could just share a real life example, that it could, you know, begin to, to help you understand what it looks like for God to walk you back through stuff. So as the Lord shows me this, I have this memory. I haven't thought about it in however long, you know, 30 something years. I haven't thought about this memory, but I have this memory 
and I realized what, what a pivotal moment it was in my life. And out of that pain, the Lord actually revealed to me how I chose to move forward from that moment because it was so painful to not be accepted by somebody who was supposed to love me. It was so painful to, uh, to realize that people weren't going to see me for who I actually was. They were just going to see me for what my physical appearance was that uh, I sure as heck didn't take that to, to Jesus. I sure as heck didn't take that pain to God. I Now I can see that how, how I chose to deal with all that, it actually followed me into some of the present frustrations that I was having. Because let me tell you something, after that moment, I determined in my heart that, that I was going to do whatever it took to make people like Colby Hill. If you knew me, you were going to like me. I, I, my personality, my, my charisma was going to be so much to the point that it, it was going to, my charisma was going to hit you before you could actually realize that I was overweight. I was going to make you like me before you could, you could possibly uh, make a judgment about me based on my size. And so I, I literally move over into this extreme place of people-pleasing and performance. Um, and truly, you know, just on this quest, my, the biggest compliment you could give me was uh, calling me the life of the party. The biggest compliment you could give me, I'm telling you, my senior year in high school, whenever I won the uh, class personality award, I, I, I took that plaque and I hung it on my wall and it was like everything that I had worked for was I had accomplished because people, even though I weighed 303 pounds my senior year, I was grossly, like morbidly overweight uh, people, I had achieved, I had accomplished my goal for people to love and like me and accept me, even though I had this massive flaw in my life. And so I, I, I'm, but what I want you to see is instead of trusting God and being healed from that pain, I, in my independence found a way to survive. And it was through performance and people pleasing. And a big one for me was my humor being funny. And so I was just determined to, if, if I can make you laugh before you can realize that I'm actually a little overweight, like, oh my goodness, I have succeeded. And so now, now, now humor was something that God gave me, but my personality was something that God gave me. Do I think I deserved a class personality award my senior year? Yes, God created me that way, but I used what he gave me to serve myself and not his kingdom and not him. And so this is how I coped. This is how I dealt. This is how I, I, uh, I, I lived my life. This is how I survived. And this is just one small area of my life that the Lord showed me. But now here I am at the time I'm 35 years old, 36 years old, and I, I'm stuck. I'm frustrated. I'm handicapped. I can't get to my future. And the Lord is showing me because all this independence, all this ways that I had dealt with pain and difficulty apart from him. And so uh, the Lord shows me that, and, and now I can see how my future is actually locked up in a comment that my grandfather told me when I was seven or eight years old. And, 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 and now I'm so thankful. I'm like, Lord, thank you so much. I, I'm accepted by you. 
I'm loved by you. My weight, Rachel said it in, in her deal, it, my weight's not my worth. It's I'm valuable because you say I'm valuable. And if somebody can't see that, then that somebody isn't somebody that you've called to be a part of my life. And so, so much healing took place just from him showing me that. And so that's just a, a basic example. And I hope y'all are having fun. And I hope Boss Lady is helping y'all pay attention through this whole thing. So, uh, and I actually love it. I love being out here at our place. And this is my real life, y'all. And so I, I want to wrap this up, but I just want to say this. This is not a life of survival. God has not called us to, 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 to live out here and survive by all of our survival tactics that we've learned over the years because of all the pain and difficulty that's been inflicted on our lives. Dealing with it looks like the Holy Spirit walking us through our history and walking us right up to the cross. Y'all, this is where it happens. Listen, when, whenever the Holy Spirit shows us, he gives us the, 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 our complete freedom and opportunity to, to walk this stuff, walk this independence, all the ways we've coped and dealt and, and joked and whatever it is, we can walk that straight up to the cross. And it's only at the cross of Jesus. This is where life is provided. It's only at the cross of Jesus where we can finally forgive our perpetrator and where we can repent for our independence. I'm going to say that again. It is only at the cross where we can finally forgive our perpetrator and repent for our independence. It's only at the cross of Jesus that we can see the offense that was done to us and we can see how we are actually the offender because we have been operating in independence from the Father. And so that's only where we can finally forgive and where we can repent for our independence. It's only at the cross that we can unlearn Y'all, this is so huge. We can do a whole episode about this where we can unlearn what we learned and finally learn his ways. Y'all, we don't have to just appear free. We can actually be free. And I have so much more that I want to say about this, but I want to wrap this episode up. So we'll do another episode. Uh, in the next episode, I think we're going to talk about, uh, you know, continue with this line of thought that we have to walk through our history to get to our future and we're going to talk about some of the ways that, uh, what it actually looks like, some of the ways that we cope in our flesh, be because flesh refuses to go to the cross. So some of us think we've dealt with some of these things because we've uh, tried a few different things. But if, there, if, if you have not gone to the cross, you have not been healed from what hurts you. I'm going to say that again. If you have not gone to the cross, you have not been healed. Healing only takes place at the cross. So uh, flesh will let you do some things, but it will not let you go to the cross. We're going to talk about that next episode. I hope y'all enjoyed this. I hope that you're asking yourselves these questions and pray that prayer. Holy Spirit, walk me through my history so I can get to my future. And I promise you, as and you don't have to go dig it up yourself as he begins to show you. Allow him to expose it. Allow him to walk you to the cross where you can finally forgive and finally repent and finally move forward. So I love you guys. I'm so excited that y'all listened. Uh, I pray that you got something out of this. We're going to talk about the, uh, a little bit more about this on the next episode. Uh, God bless you guys. Thanks for joining. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much for joining in today on the Big Life Podcast. For more information about Colby, visit colbyhill.com or follow him on social media. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and share it with your friends. 
Once again, thank you for joining us on the Big Life Podcast, where together we explore the great big life God has for us.